the general election, the presidency. So the convention is over and the candidates have been chosen to run for president. The candidate at this point must devise a strategy to address his or her change in audience, meaning now he has to appeal to moderate or independent voters, meaning that he will move more towards the middle area of the political spectrum. The challenge for candidates during the general election is to maintain the enthusiasm of the base voters while moving more to the middle to pick up all of those independent or swing voters. The likelihood of one of the presidential candidates being an incumbent is lower in congressional races. This is due to the fact that presidents are limited by the 22nd Amendment to two four-year terms, or in the case of having succeeded to the presidency due to death or disability, a total of 10 years. Remember, 22 is two terms or 10 years. Presidential races are often for open seats due to term limits. For incumbent presidents, the election is a judgment by the public of their first term performance. An early decision must be made by the candidate in the selection of a running mate. The flaw in the original Constitution created an electoral ballot system that chose the president and vice president separately, so the candidate with the most votes became president and the candidate with the second most votes became vice president. This system resulted in two problems. First, it could result in the election of a president and vice president of two different parties. Second, because electors cast two ballots, which did not specify whether the ballot was being cast for president or vice president, it could result in a tied electoral vote between the two candidates. This happened when presidential candidate Thomas Jefferson and vice presidential candidate Aaron Burr received the same number of electoral votes. The 12th Amendment provides for presidential and vice presidential candidates now to run together on one ticket. The choice of a running mate is a strategic decision made by the presidential candidate and his or her leadership team. The selection involves several important considerations, most importantly, how to add support or pick up new voters to the party ticket. A running mate may be selected to draw support from a populous state, a presidential candidate from a one geographic area, for example, may draw support from another geographic area by picking someone who lives in a different region. They can choose running mates to broaden their appeal to minority groups, such as African-Americans, Hispanics, or women, and overall balance the ticket ideology as when a more partisan candidate chooses someone who's more moderate or in the middle as a running mate. Finally, in the general election, the presidential candidate has to figure out or allocate how their strategy is going to work. Certain categories of states receive disproportionate amounts of time or money from presidential campaigns. States with early primary elections or caucuses are often frequent campaign stops for candidates because an early lead or a disadvantage may impact the campaign. Candidates generally focus on swing states where both parties have a strong base and a history of winning elections, in battleground states where polls show close races. All other things being equal, states with more electoral college votes are likely to draw more attention from candidates. Certain categories or states are less likely to receive attention. Safe states are those in which one party has a lock on presidential elections. Illinois, for example, is reliably won by the Democratic candidate, while Alabama is reliably, reliably won by the Republican candidate. Because campaigning in these states will not necessarily affect the outcome, they are considered safe states. 
States with smaller populations and fewer electoral votes are less important in the overall scheme of the presidential campaign strategy. All of that relates to how the electoral college work. The United States chooses its presidents not by popular election, but according to a system known as the electoral college. The system of electors is described in Article 2, Section 1, and the term electoral college is actually not found in the Constitution. It's a system best understood as 51 separate contests, each with a different sized prize. Each state has a total number of electoral votes equal to the number of seats in Congress, the Senate seats plus the House seats. The number of Senate seats is always two, but the number of House seats varies by state population. In 1961, ratification of the 23rd Amendment granted Washington, D.C. a number of electoral votes equal to the least populous state, or three. The winner of each contest receives all of that state's electoral votes, winner take all, except in Maine and Nebraska. Maine and Nebraska are unique because in those states, the popular vote winner within the state wins the two electoral votes associated with Senate seats, and each of the remaining electoral votes are divided according to the popular vote winner in each of the congressional districts. Winning a state means that winning the winning candidate's electors will now be eligible to cast their vote for president. Electors are dedicated party members chosen to fill out or pledge their promised votes within their states. The Electoral College actually meets in December. There are 538 possible Electoral College votes, which breaks down to 435 based on the House, 100 based on the Senate, and three votes that were given to the District of Columbia. A majority of 270 votes is required to win the presidency. If no candidate captures a majority of electoral votes, the winner of the presidential election is chosen by the House, and in this case, each state would only be granted one vote. People who support the Electoral College have made several arguments in itself. The founders disliked the idea of direct popular elections, primarily because they, feel, they feared that a tyrant might win the presidency by misinforming and thinking and building up or inflaming people to passionately vote for them. The Electoral College is often defended because it protects the interests of less populous, more rural states, which would have little political influence under a system of direct popular vote. There are also criticisms of the Electoral College, which have been highlighted by the failures of recent elections, since the popular vote winner could possibly not win the presidency, like Al Gore in the year 2000, Hillary Clinton in 2016. This can occur because state populations are not proportionate to the voting power in the Electoral College. Because the votes of minority part party voters in safe states have negligible impact, the electoral cost college system negates the value of third parties. Finally, it has been argued that the electoral college is considered a slave state way to give disproportionate power to incentivize ratification of the Constitution.